Hey guys, I want to start my podcast by telling you about a great way to start your day, Four Sigmatic Coffee. Four Sigmatic mixes 100% Arabica beans with functional chaga mushrooms to brew a delicious cup of coffee that provides all the benefits of a caffeine boost without making you feel jittery or crashing from a previous sugar high. Enhance your focus, mood, and immune system all in one go. By the way, the chaga adds incredible nutrition, but not any mushroom flavor. And Four Sigmatic sells more than just coffee. Also protein, cacao, you know, chocolate, elixirs, super powders, and blends, giving you a myriad of ways to add a bit of health to your routine. My personal favorite is the protein powder cacao flavor. I mix it with frozen strawberries and almond milk to make a chocolate smoothie breakfast that fills me up without weighing me down. And I'm dead serious. I tried several brands of both whey and plant-based protein powders and Four Sigmatic tastes the best by far. Try it. If you don't like it, no worries. Four Sigmatic will get your money back. And Four Sigmatic makes it easy to keep the goods in stock with a subscription service that over 100,000 people use today. Sign up for one at go.foursigmatic.com slash fwcars and get an additional 10% off your first order. That's a total of 30% off your first order and 20% off every recurring order if you head to go.foursigmatic.com slash fwcars. That's g-o.f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c dot c-o-m slash f-w-c-a-r-s. And yes, I will have a link in the description. Doing so supports the podcast and supports good health. Kind of nice that it tastes good too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 346 of the Fun with Cars Motorsports Podcast, or episode 8 of 2023. I'm Robin Warner, and today I'm going to get you ready for the start of the 2023 IndyCar season. The first of 17 rounds starts this weekend in St. Petersburg, Florida, with 27 cars taking the green flag. That is a healthy field and a number Formula One should be jealous of, frankly, at least in my opinion. First off, the race is at noon Eastern time on Sunday, March 5th, or just after the Bahrain Grand Prix finishes, if you'd like. It will air on NBC and practice and qualifying sessions throughout the weekend will be on NBC's streaming service, Peacock. The 27 cars entered come from 10 or 11 teams, depending on how you slice it. The quote-unquote 11th team is Andretti Steinbrenner Autosport, or, if you'd prefer, it's the fourth car in Andretti Autosport. If you think of it the latter way, it's 10 teams. If you think of it at the former, it's 11. The big three teams do remain, and they are Penske with three cars, Chip Ganassi Racing with four cars, and Andretti Autosport with just as we talked about, three or four cars. However, Errol McLaren is now a three-car team with the addition of Alexander Rossi, and Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan is also a three-car team. So you could argue there are five big teams in terms of number of cars at the very least, which could be very interesting, and every team, except for Andretti Steinbrenner, runs at least two cars. So 
it would be hard to say that there's any small teams anymore, just smaller. Okay, so 27 cars. Who is running the 2023 IndyCar season season opener? They are Joseph Newgarden, an American with Team Penske. Scott McLaughlin, a New Zealander with Team Penske. Pato Award, a Mexican with Aero McLaren. Elio Castroneves, a Brazilian with Meyer Shank Racing. Felix Rosenquist, a Swede with Aero McLaren. Alexander Rossi, an American with Aero McLaren. Marcus Erickson, another Swede with Chip Ganassi Racing. Scott Dixon, another Kiwi with Chip Ganassi Racing. Alex Palau, a Spaniard with Chip Ganassi Racing. And a rookie, Marcus Armstrong, another New Zealander, also with Chip Ganassi Racing. Back to Team Penske with Will Power, who's from Australia. Santino Ferrucci, an American with A.J. Foyt. Graham Rahal with Rahal Letterman Langdon Racing, an American. David Malukas, also an American with Dale Coyne Racing. Connor Daly, another American with Ed Carpenter Racing. Renus VK, a Dutchman with Ed Carpenter Racing. Colton Herta with Andretti Autosport, an American. Kyle Kirkwood, another American with Andretti Autosport. And Roman Grosjean, a Swiss driver with Andretti Autosport. Finally, Devlin Francisco, a Canadian with Andretti Steinbrenner Autosport. Back to Ray Hall, Letterman Langham and Racing with an Englishman, Jack Harvey. And then Christian Lungard, a Dane, also with Ray Hall, Letterman Langham Racing. Then perhaps the coolest name in the field, Stingray Rob, an American with Dale Coyne Racing. That's followed by another Dane. His name is Benjamin Pedersen. He's with AJ Foyt Racing. Then Simon Paginot with Meyer Shank Racing, a Frenchman. Another Englishman, Colm Eilat with Uncos Hollinger Racing. And finally, Augustin Canapino from Argentina with Uncos Hollinger Racing. That is kind of a weird order. I just read it from a list that IndyCar provided. And so some of the teams were together and some of them weren't. But yes, those are the 27 cars. Pretty darn exciting. Now, there are a few things to point out. It is pretty exciting to have three drivers from New Zealand for a long time. Scott Dixon was the lone Kiwi. Then we got Scott McLaughlin, and now we have a third. Of course, the United States is still well represented in IndyCar with nine drivers. However, if I counted correctly at least, there are 14 countries represented in the driver's lineup. And what's crazy about that is we actually only have one Canadian driver. That's pretty rare. Usually we have at least two or three Canadians racing with us, but it is Devlin DeFrancisco. He is the one and only Canadian. He is from Toronto. The reigning 2022 champion was Penske's Will Power. And of course, Penske will very likely be strong again. But I'm very excited to see how Alexander Rossi performs moving to Aero McLaren because that's a team with a lot of momentum going their way. And Rossi was really a standout in any car driver before he seemed to kind of get bogged down a little bit. So if he can kind of burst out of his shell a little bit, he could be super, super strong. And there's also Roman Grosjean, who really, really, really is going to want to improve from his only one podium in 2022. He is still with Andretti Autosport. That is one of the big teams. He's going to want to perform. So Grosjean and Rossi are going to be the two people I'm looking at the most, aside from the Penske and Ganassi guys. 
And of course, you can never rule out Scott Dixon. He's always there. He's always strong. Even when he had a rough season last year, he still ended up finishing third in the championship. We've got an amazing racing weekend coming up with Formula One and then basically right afterward IndyCar all in one day. I'm really excited for that. However, this will be IndyCar's only race in March. We have to wait all the way until early April for them to take place again. However, once they start racing again in April, they never take more than one weekend off until their season is done. And there's a lot of back-to-back weekends. IndyCar is going to be very, very busy. And there are a couple more things to talk about with this coming season. First of all, they are now using a 100% renewable fuel from Shell. Now, IndyCar had already been running on 85% ethanol, so it's not going to be a huge shift for them. But it is fascinating to see how this kind of like renewable slash biofuel works for IndyCar and if that ends up building momentum and, and how will people react to that in terms of being responsible with climate and all those things. Also, IndyCar is going to expand its use of an alternative tire that is made from guayule rubber, and I think that is supposed to be a more sustainable rubber as well, and another approach to reducing your carbon footprint. I find that really, really interesting. And that's in addition to some more traditional changes. There have been some updates to the Dallara chassis that every team uses to help wick rainwater away from the cockpit during wet racing. Also, they're going to have more degrees of adjustment available to them for the Indy 500. So teams will be able to run more downforce if they feel like they need to, which might improve racing in the pack. It's going to be really interesting to watch. Also, the Indianapolis 500 is now a single point scoring race. In the recent past, it was worth double points compared to the rest of the races in the season. That is no longer the case. IndyCar felt that that unfairly disadvantaged the teams that didn't perform well in the Indianapolis 500. So, Indy 500 is now the same points as any other race on the calendar. Interesting change. All in all, 27 cars, new rules, new fuel, new tire. There's a lot going on in IndyCar. It's going to be really, really exciting. I'm really looking forward to seeing that season and to see how it develops. And that's on top of three Formula One GPs coming to the United States and a 23 Grand Prix season there. So you've got a lot of fantastic racing coming. Also, I want to once again say I do seriously enjoy Four Sigmatic stuff. I love their protein powders. I do really think they're worth checking out. And in case you don't know, I do have a YouTube channel and I do have a video up on the description. It's actually a review I did late last year on the Porsche Macan T. It's an SUV, but it is an incredibly fun to drive SUV and definitely worth checking out. And this is officially the very last podcast of the (laughs) preseason as the race weekend has basically started. So looking forward to having racing podcasts coming forward. Really happy about that. And thank you for listening. Please take a moment to review us on iTunes or on whatever platform you get our podcast. Please leave comments on the episode of your choice by going to funwithcars.com. As always, I can be reached at feedback at funwithcars.com and tweet us at fun underscore with underscore cars. I'm Robin Warner. Goodbye. <laughs>